Abiding Hope Church's podcast of our weekly sermons. For more information about our church, please visit abidinghope.org. Gospel according to St. Luke. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work for myself, by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Oh, Mary and Martha. Some of us love this story. I think it's one of Julie's favorites. Some of us hate this story. It is. It has good news for us, and it has lessons to teach us, and so we're going to explore it together. Now, these two women, I think, have been lifted up in our imaginations of what discipleship looks like. But most of the time, they're just pitted against each other and compared to each other. And if you find yourself feeling more like Martha, you're told to just be more like Mary and everything will be better. But I think it's actually more complicated than that. And I hope that this morning I can sort of redeem Martha a little bit and we'll shift our thinking about how these two women, both of them, can show us about, uh, teach us about discipleship, how we love our God and our neighbor. It's like there's two sides of the same coin. So first, Martha. She's more than what it seems on the surface. It said that Martha welcomed Jesus into her house. She was the head of the household which is unique for that time period. Um, So we're gonna have a little history lesson. Um, She, in the Gospel of John, Lazarus is their brother. Mary and Martha have Lazarus and and they live with him. That's the same guy that Jesus um, raised from the dead. So in the Gospel of John, it's their whole family together and they serve Jesus and their friends. But in Luke, it's just the women on their own. And so I think we need to give Martha a little more credit than what she normally gets. (laughs) She's normally just the woman that fusses about and she's all worried. There's my hand motions, Pastor Jay. Uh, But I'm not going to get distracted. Uh, So (laughs) that'll make sense when we get further into the sermon. Um, She's thought of as just like the silly little woman, but I want to give her more credit. She's the owner of a household. And she's also providing exponential hospitality to Jesus and um, perhaps the other people that might be with him. When Jesus sends the disciples out, we read this story two weeks ago, Jesus said, go to homes and sit there and be with the people and you will be served food, you should eat whatever they give you and you should remain in that house. And Martha's doing exactly that. So two good things for Martha and I've got a third one for you. She is also serving. She's serving in a way that Jesus considers the most greatest way of serving people. The Greek word is diakoneo. I think I pronounced it right. And that's where we get the word deacon, diakoneo. It says it's serving. So Martha is serving. Is that right? 
Okay, all right. <laughs> and so, um, but so later in the Gospel of Luke, uh, Jesus is at the Lord's Supper with his disciples, and he blesses the bread and the wine, and he uh, tells them, someone tonight will betray me. And the disciples don't quite understand the moment that they just experienced, and they start arguing about who will betray Jesus and who among them is the greatest. But Jesus says, settle down. The greatest among you and the leader among you will be your servant, diaconeo. So Martha is a great disciple. She's showing great hospitality and she has her own household. So before we uh, find a lesson in her behavior, I want to lift that up. And now Mary. Mary is more complex too. I think sometimes she is just seen as the woman that keeps her mouth shut and she's silent and she just listens. But you've got a woman who's preaching to you today, so that's not going to work anymore. We're like that epitome of womanhood is no longer the case. So we have to have Martha and Mary. And they both show that we love our God when we're present. See, Mar Mary does understand something that Martha doesn't get. She does see that this is an opportunity for me to sit at the feet of Jesus and be with my Lord. And she is taking on the role of a man in that space. She sits at the feet of a rabbi and breaks down cultural barriers because she thinks it's more important to be with her Lord than to be distracted. And I think that's Martha's sit. It's not that she's serving from my many examples. It's that Martha, Jesus tells Martha, 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 you are worried and distracted by many things. He doesn't say, Martha, Martha, you're serving too many things. So it's not just uh, serving versus listening. We need both, but it's distraction in the midst of that listening. And there's some resentment there too in how we go about being hospitable to one another. And when we think about distraction, in our lifetime, we have a lot of distractions. There's a lot in our world that we could be worried about or just our personal lives or whatever it may be. So for our time together, I just wanna explore three distractions and how we can do better uh, as a community to love God and each other and our neighbor and ourselves. So the first one would be our cell phones. They're not inherently bad. Um, I was in a long distance relationship for four years before Jake and I got married, and we wouldn't have made it without our cell phones. We need, we need to be connected, but it's what is that real connection look like? When, if it just becomes comparing each other's vacations over social media, that's a distraction versus trying to actually um, connect with people. And this came up at our youth meeting. So on Wednesday night, we got um, parents and youth from sixth to 12th grade together, and we were trying to explore what youth ministry would look like for us going forward. And a lot of the parents said, we need help knowing how to regulate screens in our house, and how do we help our children connect better with us and with each other? And I'm excited that uh, Abiding Hope is taking that on. And so this fall, look at opportunities for how we manage that in our life. And I'm sad that I'm not going to be a part of it because I think our youth program is going to be amazing. And uh, we have great um, parents and volunteers and it's just going to be a good year. And, and that kind of leads me into my second point about how, because I'm sad about leaving, it would be much easier if I distract myself and get ready for school and start packing, then actually take the time to be vulnerable and say goodbye. 
So there are some times in our lives where it's much easier <laughs> to take care of everything else than to actually sit with the pain that we may have. And it's not pain because this is a bad a place to leave. It's because you all have meant so much to me and it's going to be tough to say I will miss you and sit in that vulnerable space and tell you how much you've all meant to me and um, I have to say goodbye. Um, and I got so distracted last night I choked up. But um, we, we do this sometimes and I think Martha, maybe this is what's happening is she can't face her own vulnerabilities and sit with Jesus and, and be in the presence of, of him and to face her own needs that she needs to be loved and, and have grace. And so I wonder if there's something going on in your life that you might be distracting yourself from, that it's much easier to take care of everyone else than to take care of yourself. Um, perhaps, have you ever been serving and um, making a meal and you tell everyone else, get out of the kitchen because I'm in control. And I wonder if that's what's happening is we don't like to be vulnerable and sit with anybody else or sit with our own pain. We just want to be in control. So maybe that's what Martha is doing. And so if there's something in you, I encourage you perhaps this week to work on that and take time for yourself to take a breath or to seek out some help with whatever it may be, grief or anxiety or past trauma, because we can't love our neighbor if we also aren't taking care of ourselves. So I pose that to you as well. And our third distraction would be when we distract ourselves from the needs of the world. There's a lot going on, and I'm terribly guilty of this. When I see something um, on my phone or in the news, I'll just open something else and not think about it and not try to engage it. But I know there are places where we can make a difference. I'm not going to name them all because it could just get too political, but I'm sure there's places in your life that you would like to stand up for the vulnerable and to make a better world. These women, Mary and Martha, did that. They broke down gender barriers and they welcomed people into their home. They served them. They wanted a better world. And I think we do too. And so this week, may I encourage us all to shift away from our distractions, put the cell phone away at dinner time or just for an hour, whatever it may be, and um, take time for yourself. Maybe that's just an hour or two, but take care of what it is within you that you're struggling with so that you can better love those around you. And finally, if you feel that you're being called to do something about the world that we're in, I encourage us all to do it and do it together because we can shift this world into a better place, away from all of our distractions so that everyone can know that love and life win. So here we will go together to love God and love our neighbor.